Hello fam, of Grace, welcome to another episode of Daily Grace with Alan Wonder Chapter Edition. And today's Wonder Chapter is Second Kings Chapter 5. And as you listen after the word of prayer, Almighty King of Kings, I want to thank you for this wonderful day and thank you for protecting us. I want to thank you for guiding us and being with us, Father, where we have gone wrong in our thoughts, in our actions, in what you have done and what you have failed to do. May sin and your Holy Spirit come and guide us. Be with us and continue protecting us in everything that we do. We pray all this believing and trusting in your mighty name and that of your Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us amen and without wasting time let us go straight to second kings chapter 5 now man healed of leprosy now now man was a commander of the army of the king of aram he was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the lord had given victory to haram he was a resilient soldier, but had leprosy. Now the bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naham's, Naman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of leprosy. Naman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means, go, the king of Aram replied. I will send letter to the king of Israel. So Naman left. Taking with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 6, shekels of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I'm sending you, my servant Naham, to you, so that you may cure him of leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of leprosy? See, he's trying to pick a quarrel with me. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent this message to him. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me? He will know that there's a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go wash your face seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call the name of the Lord, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Papha, the rivers of Damascus, better than the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in rage. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you have done would you have not done it? How much more then when he tells you wash and be cleansed? So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him. And his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. The prophet answered, As surely as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not accept a thing. And even though... Naaman urged him. He refused. If you will not, said Naaman, please let me, your servant, be given as much earth as a pair of mules can carry. And for your servant will never, ever make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other god but the Lord. But may the Lord forgive your servant for this one thing. When my master enters a temple of Rimon to bow down 
and he's leaning on my arm, I have to bow there also. When I bow down in the temple of Rimon, may the Lord forgive your servants for this. Go in peace, Elisha said. After Naaman had traveled some distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, My master was too easy on Naaman, this Armenian, by not accepting from him what he brought. As surely as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi hurried after Naaman. When Naaman saw him running towards him, he got down from the chariot to meet him. Is everything all right? he asked. Everything is all all right, Gehazi answered. My master sent me to say, two young men from the company of prophets have just come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Give me a talent of silver and two sets of clothing. By all means, take two talents, said Naaman. He urged Gehazi to accept them and then tied up the two talents of silver in two bags and with two sets of clothing. He gave them he gave them to two of his servants and they carried them ahead of Gehazi. When Gehazi came to the hill, he took the things from the servant and put them away in the house. He sent the men away and left. When he went in and stood before his master, Elisha asked, Where have you been, Gehazi? The servant did not go anywhere, Gehazi answered. But Elisha said to him, Was not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chair to meet you? Is this the time to make money or to accept clothes or olive groves or vineyards or flocks and herds or male and female slaves? No man's leprosy will cling to you and to your descendants forever. Then Gehazi went from Elijah's presence, and his skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. And this is where our wonder chapter for today ends. And what message, Street, what message do I have for you from today's wonder chapter? I have a few messages. The first one comes from verse 1. Let's look at verse 1. Now, Naaman was a commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him God had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Amen? Here we see a man who had leprosy being one of the greatest commanders to the king of Aram. Now, I just suddenly started wondering, weren't there like, you know, able-bodied, healthy men who were there? And just came to my realization that they were there. But because the Lord had chosen Naaman. Amen? And that's the same thing that really, that's something that really touched me. If the Lord chooses you, regardless of can I say what you have, where you are, or what you are going through? Amen. So many times, like the Lord calls on us to do certain things, but we doubt. Amen. We'd be like, but is, is the Lord really, you know, does he really want me? But I am a sinner. But A, B, C, D. But so and so is better. Even start listing people who are better. Yet the Lord wants you. Amen. And so today, I just want us as Christians that we should not, can I say, neglect God's calling because of what we feel we are. Amen. The Lord can use you just as you are to do his will. And when you continue to verse 11 and 13, actually from verses 11 to 13, what does 11 say? 11 says, but no man went 
away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on, my, on the name of the Lord, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of leprosy. Are not Abana and Puffer, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I just wash them? Couldn't I just wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in rage. Nama's master went to him and said, My father, if the prophet has told you to do something great, wouldn't you have done it? How much more then when he tells you to wash and be cleansed? Amen. So we see Naman wanted to be healed in a certain way. He was fixated in, can I say, in a certain direction. And when the things weren't going in his favor, what does the Bible tell us? He got raged. He got angry. And he wanted to leave, you know. So many times the Lord wants to do beautiful things in our lives. But just because we are so fixated, just because we want him to do it in a certain way, we end up missing out. That's the fact. That's the truth of the matter. But today the Bible is telling us that we have to choose the Lord's way, not our way. Amen. Raman had to choose the prophet's way, not his way. And at the end of the day, we see what happened. He was blessed. He was healed. Stop doubting God's way. Ask God to put you somewhere. And once he puts you there, follow, he, follow that way. And when you continue to verse 16, the prophet answered as surely as the Lord lives, who am I? Who I serve, I will not accept a thing, even though Naaman urged him, he refused. You see, so many times, you see, what stops Christians nowadays is that people are doing things because they either expect a return or they expect an investment, a social investment, or they expect that when they're in a similar position, so that they help them. And that's what is making us go astray nowadays. Stop doing things because you expect a return. That's not how the work. That's not how the world works. And especially as Christians, you shouldn't do something just because you know someone is seeing you because in public you want to paint an image. No, don't do something because you are doing it because Jesus would have done the same thing. Be Christ-like. And lastly, greed. Greed. I want us to go to verse 27. We see that um, Elisha's servant, Gehazi, was so greedy that he needed some, some things for himself. He thought of himself only. That after Elisha had refused the things from Naaman, he went and followed Naaman. Because of greed, and he got some, he lied to Naaman, actually said, two prophets have come, blah, blah, blah. You know the story. And at the end of the day, what happens? We see Elisha telling him that Naaman's leprosy will forever be on him. Amen. I just want you to think about it. Like, just think about it. How many times have you done things because of selfish motives? How many things have you done just because you want to please yourself? And how many times has the Lord forgiven you? 
I want you to get some time. Read 2 Kings chapter 5. What do you understand? What message do you get? Feel free to write to us, dailygrossitalan.com or send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter, dailygrossitalan. Remember that can use one word to send a thousand messages. Almighty King of Kings, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. Father, I want to thank you for protecting us. I want to thank you for today's wonderful chapter. Father, I want to thank you for the story of Naaman. Father, today we see that not all the things are meant to follow our way, but your way, Father. May you give us the Holy Spirit to always guide us and the strength to believe in your way. That even if, Father, we do not see, we feel you because it's not a matter of sight, but it's a matter of faith. That we know that you have someone that you want to place us in and that you're going to place us there. We pull this believing and trusting in your mighty name and save your son Jesus Christ who strengthens us. Amen.